free. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. It's David from Gilbert, who's now enrolled in Mark and Interpol's middle school, and we're going to ask him three questions, get two out of three correct, and that Doobie Brothers EP, and uh, is it tickets? Yeah, we have tickets for the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, all of that could be yours if you can successfully graduate from middle school. Good luck. Awesome. All right, so David, since we played a song from a movie for our startup song today, let's talk about songs in movies, shall we? In the movie, In the movie American Psycho... What song is playing and being critiqued by Christian Bale as he kills Jared Leto with an axe? <laughs> is it Hip to be Square by Huey Lewis or Slow Ride by Foghat? Huey Lewis. That is correct. Hip to be Square by Huey Lewis. Now, another movie, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. When he is on the parade float, what song is playing? Is it Shaken by Eddie Money or Twist and Shout by The Beatles? Twist and Shout by the Beatles. That is absolutely correct. Uh, Also, Donka Shane by Wayne Newton Newton, would have been accepted. Spell Donka Shane for us. (laughs) Never mind. All right, so you've already won. Here's one more for you. During the final battle on the Rainbow Bridge in Thor Ragnarok, (laughs) what song is playing? Is it Tiptoe Through the Tulips by Tiny Tim, Sunshine on My Shoulder by John Denver, or Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin? Uh, I'm going to take a wild guess and say uh, Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. You have swept the proceedings here, and you are a winner. Hang on the line. We appreciate you playing <laughs> along with us this morning. I didn't see Thor Ragnarok. But it does, but it, but, <laughs> is but that the way you say it? I, I, I don't I know. I only saw a little bit of it, and I do remember that scene. I, I just it's, It does sound like somebody who was a character, an ancillary character on the Flintstones. Uh, Ragnarok? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it is? It Ragnarok? I don't I, know. I think. I don't know. Whatever. But, but uh, Thor Thor was swinging the hammer, and Led Zeppelin was playing. I see what happened there. Yeah. And, and by the way, that song re- references North mythology in it. Yes, North mythology. The, the hammer of the gods. Yeah, see what yeah. just happened there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark and Neanderthal. By the way, I, while I was out uh, this past weekend, I want to say uh, good morning to Curly and her husband. Curly is the proprietor of Curly's Coffee. Nice. It's the best coffee I've ever tasted. And because I know you're a coffee drinker, I got you a pound of it. Just a to welcome pound? you home. Oh, yeah. Curly's pound Coffee. You, you have a grinder at home, coffee grinder at home? I believe we do. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I'm going to give you some of this stuff. It's the most amazing coffee I've ever had. And I'm not All saying, right. I, I, you know, it's well, not cool. like this isn't a commercial or anything we- like that, but Curly and her husband and a whole bunch of people came out to uh, um, Adobe Mountain Racetrack for the flat track races on Saturday and everybody sends their condolences uh, on your loss, nice. which I thought was, which I thought was very I, nice. The outpouring of support has been pretty amazing. I've got to tell you, I, I was pretty overwhelmed. I'll, <laughs> I, I, in fact, I'll tell you this quick story. Okay. I, when I got on the plane on Wednesday and again, my, my, my dad passed on Wednesday morning. I got on a plane right away and um, I go you know, I was I was a middle seat loser because, oh. I, you know, I, was, I booked very late. And so I go and the, the two people who are already sitting in the aisle seat and the window seat are talking to each other like they know each other. Right. I sit down and the woman says to me, we're married, you know, me and the other guy, um, you know, but but neither of us likes the middle seat, which I thought was odd. Um, you I've know, never- this, this ties into your whole visit to Fascinations the other day, too. The world is trying to tell you something. Well, yeah, right, 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 yeah. So, uh, anyway, so um, I'm sitting there, and I had, since, you know, we said on 
Wednesday morning around 8 o'clock, I said, I got to leave because my, right. my dad passed away this morning. So right. that whole time I'm getting texts from friends who heard it on the air and mm-hmm. may, have, you know, may have heard it from somebody. And mm-hmm. You didn't shut your phone off on the plane? Uh, well, I hadn't gotten to the plane yet. So I got to the plane and, you know, I'm still checking – you don't have to sh- you don't have to shut it off until you start taking off. So right. still checking texts and and uh, all of a sudden I'm like oh let me just absentmindedly I poked my email thing and it popped up and there's always a blue dot on ones that are not red and the thing just opened up like like a scroll yeah I mean, it was amazing and it yeah. was like blue dot blue dot blue dot and just so many emails from listeners sending condolences and I, I, I you know on the plane I got overwhelmed when I saw that sure and um, you know so the couple on either side of me were probably wondering what was wrong with me because I mean I just I just kind of lost it there a little bit and it was it was just very nice I, I took the time to respond it was something to do anyway over the last few days other than be sad is to respond to everybody so mm-hmm. thank you very much to everybody who sent messages i mean there were some really nice ones right. everyone was really nice just some ones with uh with different perspective and so forth so well it's good to have you back and uh, and i'm sure you and the family uh spent a good amount of time together just you know reminiscing i imagine i, I it's, know it's, I it's know. so awkward it's such an awkward thing because it i is. don't i don't know how and I, I think we talked about this guido and i talked about this on either thursday or friday mm-hmm. because i don't have the family dynamic that you have i've never had the experience of going home to be with my family when my mom or my father passes, so I don't have like the good memories or the reminiscing right, right. or those moments. All I have is the sadness of the loss. So yeah. I don't, I don't know how to sort of process that properly. It's, I'm not sure either how you do it. Right. Um, I just went. You know, I, I knew I had to go. I didn't know what I was going to do or where yeah. I was going to stay yeah. or you know all that stuff. But that worked itself out. So um, you know, it was fine. And I know I was going to tell you why my dad had a big chunk of his forehead missing. Wait, but what? I- <laughs> A second. <laughs> that is what we call in the business a teaser. Yeah. So, I, I'll, wow. You know, maybe maybe I'll tell you that in, in you know ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah. I, I got I got a couple of really strange. This one I knew already, but I got a couple of things that I found out about my dad that I never knew. I just found out something about your dad that I never knew. Uh, he had a big indent on his forehead. Oh no no no! Don't tell us yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. You set the table. All right. I want to eat. All right. All right, so let's. I got to reset this because uh, when we last left the Mark and the Interpol program, for those that don't know, Mark's uh, father passed on Wednesday, and he left and flew out uh, to be with his family and to deal with the grieving process and all that stuff. And when when he came back, I knew there'd be some awkward moments on the show, so I was sitting here glossing uh, Curly Two Guns, who was the proprietor of Curly Two Guns Coffee, who <laughs> gave me some coffee on Saturday, and I was I was telling you know Mark I was going to gift him some of this coffee and stuff, and we got into a, a, sort of a tangent, and he says to me, "I know I was going to tell you." About the fact that my father had a big chunk of his forehead missing. And I was like, there's no way I could let that go. So for, for story time, Mark, it's, oh, okay. it's, a, it's a special request edition of Mark and Andrew Paul's story time. Please tell me why your father was missing a chunk of his forehead. So I, actually, I, I can tell you a couple of quick stories. The forehead story I've always known. Um, and that is when my dad was a kid, he was playing baseball. And he was in the on-deck circle or, you know, whatever was passing for an on-deck yeah, circle. Yeah, right. I know. He, 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 was up, he was up next. He was up next and yeah. he was standing probably just a little bit too close to the plate. And the guy who was up swung and missed at a pitch 
and the bat slipped out of his hand. Oh. So you know what happens in the rest of the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. So did, did they, I mean, did he have like, did they replace, did um, they put a plate or anything hit, in his head? Hit, 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 the bat hit right between his eyes, just above oh. his nose. Oh my God. So on his forehead and... It's not something that you might notice at first glance, but once you know it's there, you can't not notice it. Oh, boy. But he had, you know... A, like a, a divot. Yeah, probably, you know, from the bridge of his nose up about an inch and a half, two inches, it was indented. Okay. As opposed to the rest, you know, because they... Did I, they so have they, to remove the bone or something? They probably some bone out oh, and wow. things like that. Yeah. Wow, that is... Good so morning, fract- everybody. Fractured his skull. Enjoy your eggs. Yeah. Wow. He was about nine, I think. You know, nine or ten wow. when that happened. Yeah, so Jesus. That was one thing. Now, a new story that I found out this weekend was how my dad got his first name. Because I... Everybody knew him as Ray. That's what everybody called him. But his first name was actually Charles. By, which, by the way, just Chuck Devine sounds like a hell of a guy. Guy that you go down to the VFW hall and well, have, a, have a couple pops with. Well, Ray Devine was a hell of a guy. Uh, no, I, I, I don't disagree. I'm just thinking. <laughs> I only knew him as no, Ray. No. You only, yeah. only called him Ray to me. That's what everybody called him. Yeah. So um, what happened here was that uh, when my dad, my dad was born in 1929, right, like a month before the, the Depression started. And so my grandparents were living in a small apartment. They already had two or three kids. Uh, one of their one of their kids died as a one year old. Right. And uh, you know, because and that happened a lot in those days. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know, no, so my, lot, my grandmother lost a couple, lot tougher yeah. to keep kids healthier in those days. Understandable. So. Um, so my grandparents had, had either two or three kids already. My dad was the fourth of six, and they didn't have enough money for the rent. My grandmother was something like, you know, seven, eight months pregnant at this point. They didn't have enough money for the rent. So the landlord comes around, and they're like, we don't have the rent this month. Is there anything we can do to get an extension, uh, you know, get a, get a little grace period here and pay you at some point during the month? You know, we'll do anything because they didn't want to be out on the street. There were no la- there were no tenant protections in those days. Right, sure, yeah. They threw you out. Yeah, and it's like that scene at the, in The Godfather yep. where he got, you know he tries to negotiate a, a stay. And the uh, the landlord said, um, "You know what? That baby you're about to have, name him after me." Really? That was the deal. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's incredibly selfish. It's incredibly it's, selfish. It's, it may of be the landlord. Yes, that is one of. Yes, I, I gotta be honest with you, Mark. One of the most selfish things I've ever heard. Yeah, it's what, amazingly selfish. What an selfish. egotist! What yeah. a narcissist! Yeah, and he, they did it. But he did give them. How long did he? Get, how long did naming naming your father after him get them as an extension? Uh, I don't know exactly. I mean, to me, you, that's you, at least six months right there. I was there, just going to say, know? yeah, come on. I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? Not only do you get a month, I, you know, I think it should be just like in the in the Godfather. Because not only can she stay, but I'm going to reduce the rent five, <laughs> right. five bucks a month. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's what happened. Wow. So his, his, the landlord's first name was Charles, and that, that became my dad's first name. They always called wow. him Ray. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know... Back- wow, that's a dick move. It is kind it of a dick. Really yeah. is. No, it's really it's really an odd one. Um, but uh, that's what you did in those days. And it's you know, there's so many. I, I I heard so many stories this weekend, and it's just stuff that is absolutely set in those times. You know, it's not yeah. stuff that would happen nowadays. There's got to be something in the Arizona Landlord Tenant Act that yes. prevents you. I would think so. From yeah, being forced to name your kid yeah. after your landlord. Well, you know, you're a property owner. If it's not in the lease, you don't have to do it. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm not interested in having my tenants do that. Uh, you know, you're that right. Is it is a really so weird and selfish thing. But you know what? But, I would have called him Ray too. Yeah, but my family was very practical. Always has been, and that's what my grandparents did. You know what? That bought them time. It was a money-saving option, and I know that there's another one that you took advantage of this weekend <laughs> that I need to call you out on. Okay. <laughs> By the way, hello to James Brown, uh, motorcycle rider. Not not the not the Godfather of Soul, but uh, James Brown. It was a guy. It, it's interesting. I went to the Arizona flat track races. Did you know we have a Six Flags here in the valley? Yeah, it's it's kind of in the uh, uh, what is it, Happy Valley Road area? Yeah, it's it's Pinnacle mistaken. Peak, Pinnacle Peak, and like and like I don't know, I forget Thirty Eighth Avenue. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. I, I I had listed uh, when I was doing real estate, I listed a property there, and that's how I know because I would see it in the distance. And yeah, I was like what is that? It's a little water park. It's not yeah. really a Six. Six Flags, the way we think of Six Flags being kind of like, you know, like a, a giant, Disneyland, yeah. you know, a theme park. But it was it. So I, I go out to uh, Adobe Mountain Racetrack, which is off of 38th and, and Pinnacle Peak Road. Um, and they do flat track racing out there, which is motorcycles on an oval. And it's a hard clay track. And it's 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 kind of fun. Um, but I was surprised at the age range of people that do this thing. And. Uh, they're little kids on mini bikes, you know, right. putting around there doing their sure. thing, and they're little, little, the kind of mini bikes that have like a little lawnmower engine dumped on the side. Yeah. And then there are grown ass men out there on like dirt bikes and like V twins and all that stuff. And James Brown was one of those grown ass men, and he comes around, he comes around the fence, and he comes walking up to the table, and I hear this clanking, and he sounds like. It sounds like he's wearing a suit of armor, but it's because the boots are steel because they got to put their feet down. So I hear this clanking and clanking, and I turn and I look, and I just see this guy goes, hey, man, love your show. I go, oh, nice, cool. nice to meet you. He goes, yeah. my name's James, James Brown. Don't forget it. I'm like, oh, okay, I won't, sir. <laughs> sounded like he had spurs on, like he was yeah. going to draw on me. <laughs> when he first started doing that, he did it in flip-flops, and he learned that lesson yeah, real quick. Exactly. Yeah. So but I, I thought maybe it was just, you know, he should have his hair, should have been, his helmet should just look like hair, like, hair, like, like, <laughs> like, like James, James Brown's hair. And don't forget James Brown, the guy who does the NFL pregame the NFL show pre- stuff. Who yeah. wasn't, uh, I didn't see him on pregame. They had uh, they had Nate Burleson doing it yesterday. There was one of the half half times. Maybe they're Shows. phasing James out. Who it knows? was Nate, Coach Boomer, and and uh, Phil Sims, and I was like, Nate Burleson has taken over the world. He's on. He's on like the CBS Morning Show. He's on every other pregame show. Yeah, he's, like, a, he's the Ryan Seacrest of of sports. Yeah, he's got a, like a Michael Strahan post NFL career going like that. Yeah, good yep. for him. Yeah. So, all right, it's six forty six with Mark and Neanderthal. We appreciate you joining us on this Monday morning. We're disheveled here. I'm a mess. Ah, we're all good. We'll, but, we'll, uh, we'll get through it. Yeah, we'll just have a nice, fun morning. We appreciate you listening. Good morning. Dave just emailed. Okay. Uh, it's Mark at KSLX.com. That's Mark with a K because C, C is, is for clowns. clowns. Sure. Uh, but he said, you know, welcome back, blah, blah, blah. Um, that story about the landlord was incredible. So your dad's name was Charles Charles Raymond Divine, or was he just called Ray so that your grandparents could forget about the landlord? Yeah, for those <laughs> that, aren't, that are joining the show later, uh, uh, Mark's father, who passed on Wednesday, uh, may he rest in peace, was, was known as Ray, but his real first name was Charles because the landlord at the house that his grandparents were, were renting demanded they name their baby after him because his grandmother was pregnant with Mark's father. And they were having a hard time making rent, and that was the that was the that was how they got a rent an extension on their rent was by naming their baby after the landlord. Yeah, 
That's, I, I, found I, mean, that a, out, I found that out this weekend. That's a douchebag move of the highest order. <laughs> it really I don't know that that can be topped. Uh, I don't know that, 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 that that's a real story. That I, I don't yeah. know that any, Aaron Sorkin couldn't have written that story. It's a crazy story. It's a, it's a ridiculous story. It's almost as ridiculous as the story that you told me uh, this past weekend uh, when you came home about how your flight was like a, a cavalcade of different things. You know, like like luggage and um, boarding and people like interactions between people in the airport. But I'm most concerned about the fiscal responsibility that you showed. I think it was a nice tribute now, to your father. Well, well, here's see, this is to, to me, it made sense because on the way back, I right. I had, you know, the, I had to make a stop in Washington on the way there and mm-hmm. then Washington to Boston. My, and my mom, I'm not from Boston, but my mom's been living there. So, right. right. Um, so on the way back, I was lucky enough to get a direct flight. Right. And one of the options was, you know, when you checked in for your flight the day before, one of the options was for an extra $38, mm-hmm. you could get early boarding. You know, and yes, that do- it says board early so you can get comfortable in your seat before everyone else gets on the plane. Because planes are known for their comfort. Yes. That was the thing. I'm like, do I want to pay $38 extra to go sit in a seat for longer than the six hours and the flight is going to take already? I said, I'll stand for as long as I can. So th- to me, it's not fiscal responsibility. It's the, it, to, to me, it made sense. I was going to be trapped in that seat for a long time anyway. But I had paid an extra 38 bucks when I booked it and completely forgot about this to get an aisle seat. See, this is proof that you and I have worked together for many years now and that I listen to the stories that you tell. Because based upon everything I know of your father, Ray... He was like that little angel in uh, in in Animal House that that appeared on your on your shoulder on your shoulder and said, "Now, Mark, is this a need or is this a want?" The aisle seat was a need. <laughs> Sitting down early was not a need. I was like, you know, if you're going to sit for six hours, you don't want to start early. Right? Of, all, of all the life lessons you learned from your father, the frugality is the one that sort of. That sort of continues to yeah. this day. No, absolutely. You're not, you're not cheap, but you're responsible. Yeah. And that was that yeah. was a in a time when you could have taken. You might have been able to get that for free if you wanted to. You know, you do the bereavement. I, thing. I you didn't. Probably, even, you know, I, somebody asked me that, and I didn't. Yeah, you even, get a, you get a bereavement rate yeah. too. I think if you can show, I, I know it sounds callous when they, you say it. You have to show proof of of, of, a, of a relative's passing, yeah. but I think they give you some sort of a discount. And yeah. I'm not, and I'm certainly not. Suggest no, it, I don't. It seems I don't even little, know if they do that anymore. Honestly. Seems like it's in a little but, poor taste to yeah. do so. But I'm just saying, I, I, the idea that you save that money, I immediately thought in my inner, uh, inappropriate voice, thought I can hear Mark's father just going, "Mark, is this a need or is this a want?" And that's what he would have asked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I knew I was doing the right thing by go, by dropping everything and going back east when I got to the airport and I got a pull through in the parking garage at the airport. Under that's what like, circumstances? That's like seeing Loch Ness. <laughs> So, uh, again, apologies for, I mean, really all I have to, I, I don't know anything that's going on. All I know is I've been in this sort of bubble of of uh, mourning and stuff like that for my dad for the last few days and with family. But um, Oh, no, there's nothing going on, Mark. I mean, I mean the Cardinals are 3-0. That's kind of neat. Yeah, right. no, I saw some of the game yeah. yesterday, yeah. which I mean, was that, fun. That's kind of neat. Uh, it's going to be less than 100 degrees. To, you know, to show how little I know, right. Paul and I were talking on the phone yesterday, and Paul goes, how about that... Uh, that return field goal for a touchdown. I'm like, what? Who? <laughs> and I even watched the game. Yeah. 
No, no, that and was barely that, noticed. That's it. only happening. You know, it's funny because that's the play of the year so far in the yes. National Football League. Um, it doesn't matter that they lost the game. It was the coolest thing that happened yesterday. Yeah. And there were a lot of great games yesterday. But, yeah, no, dude, you can be forgiven for, for having a moment, man. I mean, look, everybody everybody goes through this. I didn't go through it the way you're going through it because I, I was estranged from my parents. So I don't, have a, I don't have a competent way to comfort you. So you do what you need to do, and we'll get back into the show the way we get back into the show. It's all you know, good. You know what? I'll—, I'll I'll tell you a story about, that has to do with something we were talking about on the show either last week or the week before. All right. So when I flew into Boston, I called my sister. She was at my mom's. I was either going to go to my mom's place or my brother's place. My brother lives in that area, too. Yeah. And I called my sister. I said, hey, what's going on? She goes, mom wants you to come over here. So it's like 7, 30, 8 o'clock at night. I said, okay, I'll, I'll get an Uber. I'll get there as soon as I can. And... I get a ride there, but she says to me, she goes, are you hungry? I said, I'm, I'm starving. You know, I've had nothing but a little bit of airport food here and there. Mm-hmm. She goes, all right, I'll get you something. What do you want? I said, you know, just grab me some fast food. A few, a few burgers would be great. That's all I need. A few? Yeah. And, I said, and she goes, oh, great. There's a McDonald's right down the street. All right. So I get there, and she hands me my food, and it's Burger King. I said, I thought you were going to McDonald's. She goes, I went to McDonald's. It was a half-hour wait. Wow. Not enough workers. Wow, a half That's hour the same thing we were talking about last week. Yeah. That takes – then it's just food. It's not fast food anymore. No. That's half hours a long wait if you sat and ordered in a restaurant. Well, that's an, that's an exorbitant wait. For, yeah. That's a long wait for food at, yeah. at, a, at a regular restaurant. See, I I, uh, I have extensive knowledge of the fast food industry having worked at a Burger King across from the Quincy Shipyard when, I was, when I was 15. And I will tell you, it used to be company policy. I don't know if it is anymore, but it used to be company policy from the time an order came into the drive-thru when it showed up on the computer monitor, you know, order whatever it was. A clock started running, and it had to be – a clock ran next to every order, and the order had to be from the – go from the order – to the window within ninety seconds. Yeah, uh, no, that was that's, that's, that's what you do. It was yeah. a fast food place. Yeah, but you didn't you didn't read the 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 policy because it had in small print, uh, except in cases of weird labor phenomenon due to pandemic. See, you didn't yeah, pay did, attention yeah, yeah. to it because you didn't think that would ever come up. I was too busy putting some talcum powder between my thighs because the the corduroy pants that I was wearing <laughs> at the time were chafing a little bit. Sure. <laughs> yeah. The burgundy, the burgundy corduroy pants. You know, yeah. you remember Leah Thompson wore that outfit and uh, looked good in it. Oh, She's no, the I only was, one that did. I was very proud of my outfit when I worked at Arby's. Yeah. Very yeah. stylish. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah. That's why Brad Hamilton was told to put that pirate outfit back on. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, some pride, man. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair, and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey, dude, good to go to. Now is the time for us to talk about stupid people, and they are in abundance, aren't they? It's 7.40 in time for the Mark and Interpol Dumbass of the Day. All right, so our Dumbass of the Day to name today is named 
Alicia Burley. She's from Burley. Oh, say no more, say no more, say no more, Burley. Well, uh, that's her last name, Alicia Burley. Yes, she is a 43-year-old woman from Dracut, Massachusetts. Burley. Oh, say no more, say no more, say no more, Burley. Alicia Burley is her name, yes. Yeah, so, Oh, say no more, say All right, more, so Dracut Police... Um, this was this was like uh, this was Wednesday night two weeks ago, and Alicia had set fire to a car just for grins. Now, what forty-three-year-old isn't still doing that kind of, of stuff? Of course, right? yes. Well, Drake, it's on the North Shore, of Boston, and they are all scumbags up there. <laughs> well, so. Drake and police got a call about what Alicia had done. Uh, dispatchers took a call about a car in flames, and police didn't have to go far to deal with it because the burning car was in their very own parking lot. Oh. Well, it was what are a the police odds? car. Well, is, now, is there a fire department located close to the police department in Drakeit? There, There is, yeah. yes. Uh, nice. Alicia had done such a good job setting the blaze that not only did one police cruiser get destroyed, the one next to it also got damaged beyond repair. That's a two for Tuesday is what that is. <laughs> it is. So when police and firefighters got to the fire, Alicia, the, she was long gone. She had taken off and was hiding in a building. Unfortunately for her, that building was the Drakeit Police Headquarter building. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very close to the parking lot right behind that Well, that's building. convenient is what yes. that is. You don't want the cops having to do too much extra calisthenics. Then no. They- I mean, after all those donuts, what are they supposed to do? Well, Alicia didn't feel like running that much either. That's a good point. Yep. Police found a woman standing in their vestibule holding a gas can. By the way, nice use of the word vestibule. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was holding a gas can, a lighter, and in case the lighter failed, a book of matches. Now, let me ask you a question, Mark. Hypothetically, if you were to set fire to not one but two police cars, would the idea of hanging on to the gas can, cigarette lighter, and just in case if you need them, a book of matches, occur to you? Uh, I would hang on to me. I don't want to leave evidence at the scene. Yes, but <laughs> but if you're if you're hiding in a building surrounded by cops or inhabited by cops, if you will, um, wouldn't that be incriminating evidence? Yeah, it kind of would be. Okay, just it's, make sure. It's yeah. not literally a smoking gun, but it's very close. Throw them into the fire, <laughs> <Yes>. dummy. <laughs> fire burns evidence. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. That, I'm sure there was surveillance also, unless Drake it is way behind the times. We're talking about the effort here, Mark. Yeah. It's not really about the the execution. Yeah, true. It's about the effort. Yep. So, Alicia. Burley. Burley. That is. Yeah, Burley. I'm just, just, I thought I'd make it local. Today's Mark and the Interpol dumbass of the day. I think that was a beautiful story you just told. And it was sponsored by our friends at Arrowhead Harley Davidson. You can find them at arrowheadharley.com. It's Monday, and uh, it's Mark and Neanderthal. So yeah, now just for those for joining us that weren't that that are unaware, Mark uh, uh, just came back from a bereavement leave. If you will. he lost his father on Wednesday, and uh, and has been gone for a couple of days. This, and this is about the time I left on Wednesday. Yeah, right around yeah. this time we we heard about it, and uh, and 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 since then I have been inundated with emails and texts and calls and phones, and I just wanted to express to you, Mark, that it was right around this time that the floodgates opened, and everybody expressed their condolences and sympathies hey, to you and your family. So I it's will, important for you to get to know that. I, no, I, I got so many emails. A lot, lot of texts, too. I, some, there's a, a few listeners who have my phone number, but mostly <laughs> mostly friends. But they, they, they were all nice. I mean, it was really nice. It was, yeah. you know, like I, I explained earlier, I was surprised when I, I tapped my email thing right before the plane took off, and I was like, 
it like exploded. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, um, look, and I, and look, uh, it, when something like this happens, it brings um, families together, and it also brings friends together to support one another. Yeah. So it was yeah. really nice to see people support you in the way they have. Um, I, it's interesting, cause, you know. I we talked a lot about this weekend, or talked my family just about my dad, and you know, uh, yeah, I heard all these stories. You know, I told the story about him getting his. Getting his head crushed, fractured, his skull yes. fractured by a baseball very, bat when he was a kid. Very heartwarming, very heartwarming, heartwarming story. Tale. Yes. Um, one, even, for one for the kids. Even more heartwarming that the landlord, you know, they, his, my dad's parents named him after the landlord so they could get an extension on their rent. Which was the, it, which might be the douche, biggest douchebag move I've ever heard in my life. It's interesting by because. The la- by the landlord. Yes, that's, yes, that, yes, yes. That was his, that was his condition to extend their to rent. To extend their rent, their, their grace period because they were the late on the nut. rent. Keep in mind, um, I don't have kids, but I do know that every parent wishes for their kid an easier life than they had. And as you go home and you hear these stories, because I've heard stories, my grandmother had 11 kids, nine of whom survived. Yeah. So you hear of, of things like that. Times where we are literally only two generations away from really struggling as a nation to sort of make ends meet. You're talking yeah. about my, my, my father was born during the Depression. My father, my father is probably would have been, if he had lived, be about the same age as your dad. Yeah, my dad had just turned 92 on the 14th of September. Yeah, my father was born in 27, so somewhere around yeah. the same age. Jeez, yeah, yeah. 1929 for yeah. my dad, so your dad was actually older. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they had a really, really rough life. Yeah, I mean, it's my dad was actually shipped off as a kid. Huh? He, he had... Five five siblings, four of whom survived. Right, right. You yeah. know, one of them died very, at age very, one. Stillborn was a common thing back then. I know it's an awful thing to talk about. It just it gives you an idea to just to appreciate what your parents and grandparents went through. Yeah. Well, actually, this this baby lived to about one, one and a half, or something like that, wow. and then died. Yeah, it's really it's really tough. And uh, my grandparents didn't have a lot of money, so my dad was the fourth in in the list of six kids total. And for whatever reason, he got picked to be the one to have to move from New York City to Pennsylvania and live with my grandmother's sister, his aunt and and her husband, who couldn't have kids. Now, was your dad a difficult kid? Or ah, did he just... I don't know what the reason was. So imagine, imagine you are, you know, you're one of, I'm sorry, how many did you say, six? Yeah. Uh, you're one of six kids. You've got five brothers and sisters in, of assorted genders, whichever they were. And all of a sudden you find out, hey, you're leaving. Yeah. Well, how old was he? He was five. Five years old, so you're you're cognizant of your social yeah. environment, yeah. and you're told you got to go live with your aunt and uncle. It, the crazy, you feel thing like is, you did something wrong. Turned out to be the best thing that could have happened to him. Why? He 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 just was just raised, I think, in a more loving household. Got more attention because he was the only kid there, and it just he's different than than the rest of his siblings. Now, do you do you do you perceive your aunt and uncle as your grandparents? No, in fact I it, it, here's what happened when my my dad would go back every summer when school ended, he'd go back to the city every summer and live with them, right? When he was 15, he was packing his bags to go back after the summer back to Pennsylvania, right? And his mom came upstairs and said, "Oh, um, you're going to high school down the street tomorrow. You're staying here now." And that was that. There was no discussion. There was, hey, would you like to move back here or do you like living with your Aunt Catherine? Wow. That was it. Wow. Which will, which will mess you up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, look, but it seemed, it seemed to all actually fall in place for him. I'm not going to lie to you. 
your dad and I have way more in common than I thought. <laughs> right. So yeah, he had a very dysfunctional. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not saying wrong. I'm not saying. I'm not saying term, uh, tumultuous. I'm saying dysfunctional. That's a weird thing to do to take somebody and pull a kid. This is part of the reason why I don't have kids because <laughs> I do this for a living for the past 35 years. I've moved all over the country. Right. You can't take a kid out of a social environment like that. Well, I mean, you can. You can and you do, but it but doesn't. Yeah. It just doesn't seem fair. Yeah. It doesn't seem fair. So if you have the choice. I made that choice. No, my dad... uh, And the world is better off for it, trust me. (laughs) (laughs) No, he grew up... I mean, all his kids are are productive adults. Sure. And, and, you know, he... He was the lead architect for New York City when they renovated Yankee Stadium in the 70s. What, are you big-timing me? I am. All right. I'm bragging. All right. He was... uh, he worked on the Statue of Liberty when they renovated that. He he did a lot of a lot of big things in his life. I want to see that picture. You said you have a picture of him like Try sitting it. on the eyeball of the Statue it, of Liberty, I, something like that. I actually have a shirt that my mom made, I guess, and I'll I'll bring that in tomorrow if I can find it. But it's it's him up on scaffolding, and I think he's touched in this picture. He's touched. There was one where he was picking the nose of the Statue of Liberty, but I don't. <laughs> I've only seen it once or twice. I don't have that one. I would blow that up and have it hanging yeah. over my fireplace That's in my living picture. room. Yeah. That's the greatest picture I can think of. Yeah. So anyway, thank you to everybody for the kind emails and phone calls. I really do appreciate it. As it, you know, it's been a really weird last couple of days. So. Trust me, it's okay. You, you breathe; it'll be all right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I think it's time we address something that's I think long been overlooked here in the state of Arizona. Oh, and that is, I want to uh, petition the U.S. Department of Transportation to demote the I seventeen. Demoted, demoted from, from an interstate because it's not an interstate <laughs> and it's barely open. And I know that I know that it's called I-17 probably so that they can get federal funding, but they're not using it. I don't know if you've been on the I-17 recently. Did, I, you, did you have a did you I, get stuck somewhere this weekend? Is yes. that what you're saying? Well, it's been for I don't know if it's been how long it's been going on. It's, I mean, Guido uh, uh, travels it way more than I do, but. I had to go up I-17 to Pinnacle Peak Road because I was going out to do the uh, the races on Saturday, the, the yeah, flat track racing. Motorcycle, right? Yeah, yeah. Motorcycle, flat motorcycle right? motor, yeah. and mini bikes and dirt bikes and all that. It's a flat track racing out there. Um, and it's off Pinnacle Peak Road. It's like Pinnacle Peak Road and, and you know, Pinnacle Peak Road to 43rd and, and yeah. just south of Glen. But you got to take 17. But you got to take the 17 up there. So I'm going up 17 and, you know, northbound, the traffic is moving. But southbound, it's empty. Like the entire, the the the, the connector on the south part of the city that we usually take to go to the baseball game so you don't have to go through the tunnel yeah. and all that crap. Yeah. Um, that's all shut down. And it's clean and it's an immaculate and it looks great. But I'm thinking to myself, well, that's federal funds being well used. And then I realized, I, I had a friend of mine from out of town. He goes, well, how did you, where did you go? I go, well, I had to take I-17. He goes, where does I-17 go? I go, it goes from Phoenix to Nevada. He goes, that's not an interstate. I said, you're right. Yeah, well, I don't, and we've talked about this before. I don't even think it. I think it ends at Flag. Does it? Doesn't even go I, to Nevada. I think it goes from Phoenix to Flagstaff. That's well, not could even be wrong. That's no, not I, even a major highway. It doesn't leave the state. I, no, I, I know that. Know. Yeah, no, I so, understand that. It's, you're saying State Route 17 is what it should be. I say it's uh, Interstate 17 is actually <laughs> smaller than the 60. Yeah, and, and, I, I mean think overall, so. I think so. Overall, sixty take you know sixty becomes it does you know, end that, it does end a flag. Sixty becomes Grand Avenue. So and, what is it? What is it? What what what's north of the I seventeen? Nothing. So I seventeen isn't even a state route. It's a it's an intercity route. Yeah. Well, there's stuff north of I seventeen. No, but there's not I seventeen. But that's the point. Yeah. It's not even. I mean, it's literally an interstate. It stays interstate. <laughs> yeah. It's, so I wonder if we can have it demoted, like Pluto. 
Because I and you know what? Like yes, Pluto was exactly demoted like, to yes, a semi-planet exactly. or whatever they call it. And here's what reminded me of this: is there's a series of commercials that has these weird, com- weird questions, like why doesn't ambiguous have more than one meaning? <laughs> and one of the questions is why are there interstate highways in Hawaii? <laughs> And I thought to myself, well, that's a very valid question, which brought me back to – and I, I was yeah. joking about that with my buddy. And he goes, well, you know, I-17, same, same thing. Yeah. Can uh, we have it demoted? Is it possible? Can we – because that's something we could make our name doing. That is true. We could I mean, get a lot either, of publicity, local morning show, yes. It's either that or the racist rant that you still have, <laughs> have yet to deliver. I know. Well, I can't think of anything of the, good. the benefit of the show. A racist rant does get you publicity. I just yep. can't think of anything. No. Got to work on that. You had plenty of time, plenty of flight time, plenty of airport time over the weekend. Don't remind me. (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday at this time, let's see, eight thirty-two. Yeah, I was on a plane yesterday at this time. Uh, Okay, traveling Mm -hmm. back from back from the East Coast because of my my dad's uh, death. And I told you this story. Yeah, I was was amazed by this. I, I had. Like, because I, I, I wasn't really thinking about much, so I tried to take a few notes so I'd have some stuff to talk about when, we came, when I came back in this morning. And I had just put my computer away. I'm waiting in the gate in Boston at Logan Airport to get on this plane at 7 a.m. Right. And I shut my computer down. I'm like, all right, well, whatever interesting that was going to happen to me has already happened. Nothing else interesting is going to happen. Until? Until. So there's this guy sitting near, near me. And they're, they're waiting for the same plane. And he's talking to his wife about structural engineering. So I can tell he's an engineer of some sort. And he's, he's discussing this, this situation at work. Another guy comes walking over. Big, sort of impressive, commanding-looking guy. Okay. And he leans against the wall near us because there were no seats left in the gate, which is always the case. Mm-hmm. They never have enough seats in the gates. No, the I yeah, well, they're overselling planes, too. Yes. Um, so... There's st- the, the guy's standing there for a while. He's kind of impressive. You can tell he does well. Mm-hmm. And he's got this beautiful watch on. Okay. So the engineer at a certain point, he just, you know, he goes, hey, uh, buddy, um, what kind of watch is that that you got got on there? And the other guy, just a straight to the point guy, he goes, Rolex. <laughs> You know, very, very, he didn't waste any words. Was he loud so that everybody could hear it? No, but he was very assured of himself. If he wasn't a very confident guy, he was doing a great imitation of a very confident guy. Okay. Someone's compensating. Yeah, and so the the engineer goes, oh, it's just a really beautiful watch. The way the light was shining in and hitting the diamonds was really beautiful. And so the guy wearing the Rolex goes, you should get yourself one. And the engineer, who had started the conversation about the watch, goes... What do I need one of those for? I got a cell phone. That tells me what time it is. Why would I buy a Rolex? I already know what time it is because my cell phone. I don't need two things telling me what time it is. Did he get up out of his chair and kick the guy in the balls too? But I was like, (laughs) what a jerk. You're the guy who started the conversation asking about the watch. And now you're taking a dump all over the guy because he's got the watch on. Yeah. But without missing a beat, this guy says, you know, what do I need two things to tell me what time it is? Without missing a beat, the confident guy goes, because one looks a hell of a lot better than the other. That's why. Game over. Mike, I was like, Mike that's drop. a great comeback. Mic drop. Yeah. Yeah, good Didn't for him. Didn't waste a second. And well, then that's why he's doing so well. He is. You know, yeah. And then there's this awkward silence, and the engineer says, so uh, where are you headed? <laughs> <laughs> you know, at, that guy, point, at that point, you just turtle and walk. <laughs> just walk away. And I'm just kind of, I'm listening to this thing. They're, they're just to my left. I don't even turn and look. But um, the guy says, I'm going to Arizona. 
Um, and the guy says, what kind of work do you do? I work for a private equity firm. We buy companies. I'm the guy who goes in and sees if they're running efficiently. So people hate me coming. He's one of he's the he's, he's the hatchet guy. He's one of the bobs from Office Space. It, he is he is like George Clooney in the movie Up, Up in, in the, the Air. Air. Yeah, um, he he goes and he mm-hmm. fires people who need mm-hmm. to be fired and yep. and that kind of thing and makes the companies profitable. And that's why he can afford a Rolex. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and then just then they go, you know, we are now pre boarding families that need help and military. And the guy gets up and he walks to the gate. And I was, was like, he, was that he... guy did look like you know he had. All the earmarks of a guy who was in the military, who knew how to get business done, didn't waste any words or any time. There you go. Yeah. All right. And he has a Rolex. He certainly does. Hi, this is Israel. It's time for Tamite Spanish. As a public service and in order to recognize the cultural diversity for which Arizona is known, Mark and Neanderthal are taking time out for Spanish. Dear Valley on the phone, and he's going to play Time Out for Spanish. Uh, this is for a family four-pack of passes to Tolmachaw Farms, Pumpkin Days, and Corn Maze, and the AZ Field of Screams for the older kids. So, Brad, here's what we do. We give you a Spanish phrase, and you have to translate it, but we do give you three choices in English. Are you ready to do this? Yeah, Mark, let me bring it on. All right, here comes your Spanish phrase. ¿Cómo es que los cargadores de Ipone no se llaman jugo de manzana? Did you hear that? Can I hear it one more time? Sure can. ¿Cómo es que los cargadores de Ipone no se llaman jugo de manzana? All right, that does translate into one of the following. Is it A, if love is blind, why is lingerie so popular? <laughs> B, do lazy people go to heaven or do they send somebody to pick us up? <laughs> Or C, how come iPhone chargers aren't called apple juice? Which one is it? It's C. It is C. <laughs> it is C, but you haven't answered the question. How come? <laughs> I don't have an iPhone. I've got an Android. Uh, all right. We'll throw in this one, too. Uh, how is Apple and the NFL alike? Apple and the NFL. The chargers suck. <laughs> <laughs> See, that joke doesn't work today because the Chargers beat the Chiefs yesterday, so it doesn't, doesn't really work anymore. But, yeah, well, but I'm going to give it a mark because he's yeah. coming back from bereavement yeah, leave. I didn't say, yeah, you can tell my setup skill is off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Time out for Spanish. Weekday mornings with Mark and Neanderthal. Oh, all right. I'm as rusty as a car that's been out in the yard for years. <laughs> that, that wheelbarrow that you had to get rid of <laughs> yeah, that's right. last spring. Uh, yeah. Okay, so actually today would be a great day to take me on in Mark's College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. I know Guido held down the fort ably while I was gone, but uh, I'm shaky. I'm rusty. This could be the day. I'm off. This is one of those things. He's like uh, he's like Tyson, unfocused in, in Japan. Yes, when, exactly. When, yeah, when he got his ass beat. So call number 7, 480-470-KSLX for Mark's College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. This could be your day.
All right, so I know Guido did a good job the last couple of days, he right? He certainly did, yeah. yeah. He, he, he did the show proud. He held off all challengers, yes. which is nice. And he spells his name G-W-E-E-T-O, Guido. <laughs> that is how somebody spelled it yeah, in an like email. Star Wars character. I, think, I love that. I think you should legally have your name changed and have it <laughs> spelled that way so that you can be the Star Wars character you really want to be. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. Guido. Guido, yeah. Um, I'm all right with that. But uh, it is time to open up Mark's College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. And so this is the day a returning contestant comes up to take on Mark. Brad, the Rush Nerd, has returned for his revenge. Is that who this is? It's That's Revenge right. of the Rush Nerd. <laughs> uh, that is correct. Yes. All right, Booger. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. You know the game. Five questions. Same five to you and Mark. Whoever gets more right graduates. If you fail, you have to announce that you flunked out of the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. But you know how this works. we got to kick Mark out of the studio now. Hey, Mark, make like a hockey player and get the puck out of the zone. Huh? Oh, Sounds nice. Good. Classy. All right. I'm just looking at the questions right now. You're screwed, Mark. Here we go. Brad, question number one. Who sings for Motley Crue? Vince Neil. Question number two. You'll never get this one. What instrument did Neil Peart play? Uh, I would say the drum kit, the professor on the drum kit, yeah. Yeah, amongst other percussion instruments, I guess. Question number three, what is the only song Led Zeppelin ever recorded with a guest vocalist? The Battle of Evermore. I believe it was the Sandy Denny of Fairport Convention. Question number four, which classic rock album is sometimes said to be a soundtrack to The Wizard of Oz? Dark Side of the Moon. Question number five. Whose son became the Who's drummer in 1996? That would be Ringo Starr, Richard Starkey, his son, Zach. All right. And we'll see what's going to happen here. <laughs> Brad may be taking advantage of a disabled mark. Oh, boy. Yeah. Five for five. He certainly did. Okay. If you don't tie him... You lose. All right. I better put my glasses on. Yes, because that works for radio. Yep. Question number yeah, one. I got my glasses on. Who sings for Motley Crue? Vince Neil. It's one to one. Question number two. What instrument did Neil Peart play? He was a drummer. Well, he played many types of percussion. It's two to two. Question number three. What is the only song Led Zeppelin ever recorded with a guest vocalist? Battle of Evermore with Sandy Denny. It's three to three. Question number four. Which classic rock album is sometimes said to be a soundtrack to The Wizard of Oz? That is Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd. And for the tie, which is the best you can possibly do, but at least you don't lose, whose son became the Who's drummer in 1996? Ringo Starr's son, Zach Starkey. This is a tie. Brad, you were great. You were perfect. You were better than perfect. But Mark was up to the task, and thus far, 
remains undefeated. Brad, one of these days uh, we'll have you back on. We'll continue this. This will be a long-standing feud, kind of like uh, Stone Cold and The Rock mm-hmm. in WWF. I'm thinking like Ali Frazier or something like that. But yes, I, I, I'm good with the wrestling reference. I'm thinking they made four other bad Revenge of the Nerds movies. So <laughs> we could be okay either way. Congratulations, Brad. You did fantastic. Unfortunately, not a winner this morning. But you don't have to announce that you flunked out of the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. We'll see you again. You know, that's a good thing. All right. Tomorrow we'll do it again. That Sandy Denny question was tough. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's uh, the song right before Stairway to Heaven on the album, I believe. It certainly is. Yeah. It is Mark and Neanderthal. He's back and you're late for work. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get Pretty to work. Sure they're illegal. With the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair, and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to. 